Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. La, da, 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 I cannot hear myself. I can hear myself. It's really loud, though. Gotta turn it down, because I can't stand the sound of my own voice. When are we recording? Uh, ten seconds ago. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. If I seem a little different today, it's... Uh... <laughs> I'm a Peloton guy now. Oh, yeah. You are giving off a bit of a... A hue? A, a Peloton guy vibe? Some body odor, perhaps. Did you get your shoes yet? I... Yeah, the shoes came yesterday. So I got a Peloton. No big deal. So it's not enough that you have to spend two grand on an exercise bike. Mm-hmm. Now you got to buy the Peloton shoes, too? Turns out for these types of bikes, you need, like, clip-in shoes, which, whew, you need to rehearse getting in and out of... Uh, the pedals when you have clip-in shoes. Oh, yeah. Preferably when no one else is around because <laughs> you're like a baby deer trying to figure out how to get your feet off the pedals. And then when you walk through the house, it's really clicky, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Click, 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 click. I think that people with bike shoes, like cycling shoes, I think they're, there's some of them who just go to coffee shops in their bike shoes to give the illusion that they rode a bike there. They drove there, but they want you to think, that guy's a cyclist. I know. I'm thinking of wearing them to the discotheque later. Oh, when I go to boy. cut a rug, people will be <laughs> like, oh, you, my God. Speaking of weird shoes, did you ever find your bowling shoes? Oh, no. Oh, please tell me you still have them. I hope I have them. I have an idea of where they may be. I hope I didn't throw them out. Why don't you and I have weird shoe day <laughs> at work? We'll I could just, either wear my Peloton shoes. Then you could wear your bowling shoes. Or bowling. Yeah, my shoes were stolen from a bowling alley. That was upsetting. I don't know what I'd wear for weird shoe day. You know, some people have fun. And what would be really funny is it's just you and I. We work with nobody else. And do it on like a Tuesday. Yeah. Weird Not shoe Tuesday. <laughs> What's br- I'll wear swim fins. You wear bowling shoes. It'll be fun. They are good luck bowling shoes. So have you worked out on the Peloton yet? I tried it out yesterday. And it was one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know what? A spin class. How hard could that be? You're just riding a bike. Oh. Holy crap. Oh, it'll kick the crap out of you. Oh, my God. Uh, the cool thing is, like, you can pick, so if you want to do, like, a metal class, mm-hmm. all the music is all, like, I heard, like, Ozzy Osbourne and Metallica and stuff like that. Yeah. And the instructor seems so harmless, but 15 minutes in, I was praying for sweet death. Can they, is it in real time? Is it live? There are some live ones, but then they also have just a bunch of banked ones. Okay, because I'd be worried they'd be looking at me on my Peloton and judging me. Oh, I don't want anyone to see me on the leaderboard or me plummeting down the leaderboard. Of <laughs> yeah, Wow. It was rough. Came out of the gate strong with the deaf tones, but now, <laughs> now he's... Uh, oh, my God. It is... Uh, it's tough. But, uh, you know, I'm are, a Peloton guy now. Are you going to be the guy, though, that works the Peloton into every single conversation? I think I should. Maybe yeah. I'll try and maybe I'll make up some golf shirts that I'll wear all the time. Peloton guy, yeah. I'll, I'll make up, like, because I don't know if they have merch. Of but course I'll, I'll, they do. Oh, I don't know. They'd be insane in. to not have it. 
I'll get glasses. I'll get gloves. Oh, Peloton gloves. You yeah. can't just wear standard cycling gloves. You got to buy them directly from Peloton. Fingerless Peloton gloves. Yeah. That's who I am now. Then we could have funny glove day too at work. I'm going to tell you though, my ass is killing me. Really? I was told, I was warned too. They're like, okay, your first few tries using this, the seat's going to be uncomfortable. <laughs> and it was. Are you going to get one of those big puffy seats to no, put on it? No, I can't do that because I feel like that's just so embarrassing. But nobody sees you on it. It's like when you see an adult skating and they have to have the chair yeah. to hold them steady. You're like, there's just a wisp of sadness to that. <laughs> Using the puffy padded seat on a spin bike, it has the same vibes. I have a fat bike that has a really thin, hard seat on it. And it's crazy uncomfortable, but I refuse to put the puffy seat on it because it would no longer look cool. No. Yeah. At I least you're in, the, you're in the privacy of your own home. The only time you'd have to worry about it is if you're having people over. Then at that point, you just hang a bunch of laundry on it. Nobody can see the puffy seat. Or you swap out the skinny seat, sort of the way you put the smart magazines and the smart books out on the coffee table oh, before yeah. a company comes over. You just switch out the seat. So if somebody walks by the Peloton, they're like, oh, he's got the real seat on there. I might have to do that. He's hardcore. Do you have cycling shorts? I do not. Okay. That's the next level. Are you going to get cycling shorts? And I'll wear them all the time. <laughs> Great. With my Peloton shoes. And then we can have bike short day at work. <laughs> on a random Wednesday. Yeah. So yesterday on the show, we got to talking, we started talking about just tales of shoplifting. Oh, yeah. I've never, uh, I've never stolen in my life. I color within the lines. Well, Bryce, you've stolen several hearts. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. But it turns out a lot of people steal things and it happens all the time. I don't trust anybody who listens to our show anymore. Like some of the stories I was here, I would not leave my wallet unattended near most of those people. No. 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 They're a bunch of criminals. They sure are. But the, the one thing that really blows my mind now, too, is the amount of theft from liquor stores and just brazen, I'm going to make eye contact with you, you're going to make eye contact with me, and I'm going to walk out with two bottles of Grey Goose. You're going to do nothing about it. Yeah, they've kind of clued into the fact that uh, the person working at the liquor store, you know, they're they're making... How much per hour? They're not going to risk their lives. Yeah, for... they're not that invested in, you know, <laughs> no, working take... part time at the chain liquor store. No, take that vodka. I'm not going to risk my life for it. Yeah. So we're going to tell some more sto- of those stories. And then also, uh, I found this. It was a poll. 2,000 people were polled to find the saddest song of all time. Mm. And it's actually kind of an interesting. I also found that most people actually their day is lifted by listening to sad songs? Well, yeah, because you're feeling something. You're not just walking around numb. It's like suddenly, yeah, you might be sad, but you're actually feeling. You're a a breathing person on this planet. Yeah. And that, I guess, warms your heart a little. Um, So we'll get into the songs that were the top five or so on this list. Uh, There's some that weren't that got suggested. There's one that I hate the song Steal My Sunshine by Len. Mm. I hate it with a passion that consumes my soul. Wow. Uh, But I think the only hatred bigger than that is your hatred for this song. (laughs) Just, I love Eddie Vedder and I love Pearl Jam. But why did they do that song, and why did they do such a terrible job? He's, like, off-key. He's warbling all over the place. (laughs) It is not a pick-me-up. It's a song, like, back in the, like, that song originally came out in the 50s, I think. Maybe the 60s. 
Um, but Pearl Jam did it either in the late 90s or early 2000s. But it's from an era when you could have a huge number one hit if you wrote a tragic song about a car accident. And that's what that song's about. It's about a guy borrowing daddy's car, taking his best girl out. Oops. I don't know if they hit a bridge abutment or drove into oncoming traffic, but that's him holding her as she dies. And then he gives her last kiss. Oof. A death smooch. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a happy song. Yeah. The weird thing is, because it's got like a decent, you know, kind of romantic melody to it that you, I know somewhere someone uses as their wedding song. Yeah, it's upbeat. And they they probably thought it was, oh, my God, this is such an upbeat and happy song. No, it's about tragedy. Yeah. And it's a piece of crap. Ooh. Another one that came in a bunch was this song right here. Around me are familiar faces. Gary Jewels. Worn out places, worn out places. Oh, that is a good song, though. It's another remake. Uh, yeah, the original versions from the early 80s, Tears for Fears. Go listen to that sometime, and it's night and day. It's an entirely different song. Like, you sort of get the gist of it. But yeah, that is, um, I do like that song, but it's not exactly a pick-me-up, that's for sure. No, it's definitely a sad song. Yeah. Uh, one that came in a bunch, I've never known, I've never thought of this as a sad song, but I guess it is because I'm so distracted. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. It's live, lightning crashes, and there's a line at the beginning of the song that I hear that and I just forget all else in the world. It's you're just waiting for placenta. I hear that and I (laughs) fail to hear anything else. But everybody says that's really, really a sad song. And it wasn't until we listened to it on the radio show this morning that I went, oh yeah, that's a sad song. It's about, is it about a mother dying during childbirth? Yeah. I I have an idea though. Can you hear me out on something? Okay. What if we just, can you wind that back? Yeah. Now put, put a splash sound effect at the exact same spot where he sings placenta. And I think that will lift the mood and the spirit of the song. Take the edge off? Yeah, let's just try that. Okay. Let's see here. Hold on. <clears throat> oh, placenta falls to the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, I don't feel good about that. No, neither do I. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly. Starring on the Radio Player Canada app at Sonic 1829. Sonic. And this is something that has been debated for ages, but a new poll was done looking to find the saddest song of all time. Oh, boy. 2,000 people were polled, and Garner, what do you think came in at number one saddest song in history? Can I guess that it's um, Cats in the Cradle? It is not that. Oh. That was not even in the top five. What? Number one saddest song. Everybody hurts. Oh, oh yeah. my. Oh, I would agree. Ooh. That's heavy. REM, Everybody Hurts was number one. But what about Cats in the Cradle with a silver spoon? Little Boy Blue and the Man in the Moon. Not when you're them. coming home, Dad. I don't know when, but we'll get together then. Well, you know what came in all the way at number three was this. what that song is about. Yeah, you want a bummer start to your day, read about the history of that song. Uh, I won't mention his name. 
Anthony Jeselnik. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Anthony oh. Jeselnik it's makes a joke. It's one of the most offensive things I've ever heard, but yet I can't stop laughing. It's all I can think of when I hear about Tears in Heaven is Anthony Jeselnik's joke about it. Yeah. Do you know this song? He's had that on hand. Yeah. Means a lot to me. I do know this song. Well, young. Boy, boy. A child, child arrived just the, the other, other day. day. He came to the world in the usual way. Yeah, I don't want to hear the whole thing. Ca- oh, see, now I'm getting bombed out. People songs can tell the story. A silver spoon. Ooh. Little boy blue and a man on the moon. When you're coming home, Dad, I don't know when. But we'll get together then. See, the dad never had time for his son. And then the son gets older and never has time for his dad. Ooh, that is a bummer. It is a bummer. Yeah, but not in the top five. Uh, Everybody Hurts was number one. Nothing Compares to You was number two. Hmm. Tears in Heaven, uh, I Will Always Love You, Whitney Houston, number four. And Yesterday by the Beatles, number five. Oh, really? Yeah. I never knew that was a sad song. I always thought it was uplifting. Yeah, that one. I, what am I doing wrong? I looked at that one a little sideways too. Hmm. Uh, opposite side of the coin, Queen's "Don't Stop Me Now" was happiest song. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. It's like radio, but on the internet. Wow! The one that I can't understand is the uh, Harry Chapin "Cats in the Cradle." Like I know that's an old song, but isn't that the typical? Sad, sad song that everybody says is the saddest song of all time. It's about a father looking back on his life and missed opportunity with his children. It's definitely a sad song. Yeah. Uh, but when you get into like the number three one was Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven. Yeah, that's sad. In the yeah, yeah, when you know the backstory, that's pretty bleak. Uh, somebody suggested this one. You didn't really agree though. Somebody said, "What about Tom Cochran? Um, Big League." I think it's too upbeat sounding. My boy's gonna play in the big And that song actually. Oh, you wanna hear some more? Oh, yeah. You're kinda doing the mum shoulders. <laughs> the fun realtor shoulder. Oh, in the big league. It's just, it's a little too upbeat sounding. It, it is upbeat sounding, but what it's about is. Lyrically, not so much. No, and I think it became really prominent again a few years ago after the Humboldt tragedy. Like, a lot of people yes. associated that song with that tragedy. So, yeah, that's a very sad song when you think about it that way. Somebody else said, what about Pearl Jam, Last Kiss? I can't even find that song sad because I hate it so much. <laughs> that is my number one least favorite song of all time. Pearl Jam, Last Kiss. It's a cover song, too, I believe. Oh, yeah. I think people have been doing it since the 50s. It's about a car crash. It is a... It'll bum you out. Yeah. <laughs> this That's, whole conversation's starting to bum me out. Someone said... Uh, they said, oh, if uh, Tears in Heaven's number three, then what's number one and number two? Well, number two, do you remember? Uh, uh, Sinead O'Connor. Oh. Nothing Compares to You. Yeah. And the number one, according to this list, the number one saddest song of all time... R.E.M. That video, too, is so bleak. Just him walking along the freeway. Oh, man. That is a really 
sad song. Uh, Whitney Houston's I Will Always Love You was number four, and then Yesterday by the Beatles was number five. I never thought that was a sad song. I've never really paid attention to the lyrics, though. I think you could replace that with Cats in the Cradle. Yeah, Cats in the Cradle. We're bumping it in to number five. In the 70s, there was a song, too. I swear to God, it was a story of a dog that died. What was that song? Shannon? Was there a song called Shannon in the 70s? Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, Someone says, live lightning crashes always gets me. Is oh, that that's a, a good song? song. I don't know. Is it sad? It's good. That's the only song I can think of with the word placenta. I was thinking it? that's all I think of in that song is like, are we at the placenta part yet? <laughs> and then you turn it off <laughs> after that? And then you're like, oh man, did you hear the placenta part? Yeah, I turned it up. I got that part. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Is that really what you wait for when you hear that song? Oh, yeah. I'm waiting for the placenta part. Now, if I was prepared, I would have that song ready, but I don't. Ooh, someone, what about the song Mad World? Oh, my God, yeah. Gary Jewels, especially that, that version of it. Yeah, the Tears for Fears, like the original version of that song is a lot more upbeat, but the Gary Jewels version, oh, yeah, that one's bleak. That one's sad. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. It's on the internet, where your Uncle Ron gets way too political. Look at all these texts coming in. Um, Yeah, it was decided that R.E.M. Everybody Hurts is the saddest song of all the sad songs of all time. We didn't decide that. Other people did. We're just reporting the news. And now everybody's texting and saying what they think is the saddest song of all time. Uh, Pearl Jam, Just Breathe, always hits me hard. Uh, a lot of these, man, they were good at sad, sad songs back in the 70s. A lot of people are texting in 70s songs. Henry Gross, Shannon, that was the song I was thinking about. I think it's about a dog that dies, but don't tell mom. She won't be able to hand. She's going to notice the dog's dead. Uh, Runaway Train from Soul Asylum uh, was about runaway kids, wasn't it? A lot of Sarah McLaughlin ones. Somebody says 4 a.m. by Our Lady Peace. Yep. James Blunt, Goodbye My Lover. I don't know that one. Oh, a couple of people, too. Hurt. The Johnny Cash version. Yeah, the Nine Inch Nails version is pretty sad, too. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Do you think you ought to know by Alanis Morissette? Is that a sad song or an angry song? I know it's angry. Oh, I think it's angry. Yeah, but are there elements of sad in it? Uh, That's not what I'm picking up. No. (laughs) There's a lot of angry feelings in that one. I can't believe the response to your story. Was that at 7 or 8? When did you do that? 7 o'clock, yeah. There's just a poll done. There's just an unofficial, just a poll of 2,000 people saying, what's the saddest song of all time? And the poll said that it was Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. Yeah, which I would agree. That's a pretty sad song. That song really did, too. It came at a time when you really didn't speak about mental health or your struggles with mental health. And I think that really, that song maybe was a turning point. And I know it's from back in the 90s, and it took a long time to get to the point where we're at today, where people can openly speak about their struggles with mental health. But yeah, that was, whew, yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah, that's worthy of inclusion on this list. Sure is. Uh, the Sinead O'Connor version of Nothing Compares to You Ooh. was number two, although a couple others have done Chris, it since then. Chris in, Cornell. Including Chris Cornell, who yeah. has Ooh. an outstanding version of that song. 
uh, Eric Clapton, Tears in Heaven was number three. How say you? Go ahead. Uh, everyone's chiming in with their sad songs, eh? Nobody wants to talk about happy songs. They just want to talk about the sad ones. Well, that's fair. Well, I'll, how would I give you a happy song and a sad song? Okay. Because I was thinking, like, we'll start with the sad because I feel like it's more, more on brand for right now. Stuff. Has anyone been uh, calling in and reminding you of the existence of Dust in the Wind by Kansas? Oh, my God. Because that's what we need, a reminder of just how insignificant we all are. All they are is dust in the wind. All we are is dust in the wind. That one's a heavy one. And I also, like, The Needle and the Damage Done by Neil Young, that also didn't show up on that list for some reason. Like, I feel like... Yeah, like that was... Uh, that one's pretty heavy because that was all his friends dying from heroin overdoses. Yeah, heck yeah. Now, let's jump on the uh, the happy train, toot toot. What do you got for that category? Oh, man, number number one, numero uno, I think, is Steal My Sunshine by Glenn. There you go. Are you taunting me? Are you daring me to play that? I am, a little bit, not going to lie. Either that or, uh, or Smash Mouth. I figure we should ruin, just ruin Bryce Kelly's morning. No, Which, Smash uh, Mouth All-Star <laughs> is a full-on certified jam. It's a feel-good hit. It really is. And people who scoff at it and think it's childish, ah, no, it's it, you only think it's childish because it was in Shrek. You know what? My go-to for that one is uh, Mystery Men because when that video came out, uh, it showed a whole bunch of scenes. And featured a bunch of the characters from uh, from Mystery Man all the way back in like 1999, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Hey, who is this? This is Lewis. Okay, Lewis. Thank you. I appreciate that. And you got it backwards. Yeah, Bryce loves that song. I love All-Star. Uh, not as much as you love Len. I was just watching. What was I watching recently? And that song was in it and it ruined it for me. What, some Steal show. My Sunshine? Oh, it's in an orange juice commercial. Oh, it was in a show I just watched. My friends Holly and Jimmy were in Cabo. A couple of weeks ago. Down in Mexico, Bryce. I've been there. And uh, he took a picture of the TV in the bar they were sitting in. What video was on? Len, Steal My Sunshine in Mexico. And it was the scene with the brother and sister sharing the moped. (sighs) What a dumb video. I'm so tempted to play that song, but your pal Garn got a stern talking to a couple of weeks ago. That song uh, bums me out. And not in its its tone or its lyrics, (laughs) just in just the overall... (sighs) Just how it... That's just how it is. See, it would be weird now if I didn't play it, but I don't feel like doing paperwork either. Someone said happiest song is Len Steal My Sunshine. It's funny because that poll yeah. we're discussing actually listed the happiest song, and there it was Queen's Don't Stop Me Now. Which is a terrible song. It's not their best. No, that's not a good song. Dancing oh. Queen was another one on there. Oh, of course, Dancing Queen. You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone. Forever. Um, I'll give you all the numbers in case you want to chime in on the show today. Share your hopes, dreams, desires, wants, needs, repulsions. Or just the story of the one time you witnessed shoplifting. Um, that's what I love about coming to work here. Like, there really is no agenda. No, I plan feverishly. Not really, no. I love the fact there's no agenda here, really. We just show up and we just start talking. We just start telling each other stories. And we got onto the topic of, you never see people get busted for shoplifting anymore. Every now and again, you'd catch a glimpse of it. And then uh, you started saying, oh, no, 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 no. It still happens. Somebody said, I work at Home Depot. I see people get busted for shoplifting all the time. And of course, I had to write back and go, like, what kinds of things? 
And they said power tools and anything small but high priced. Saw blades and drill bits are probably the most common things stolen. We also get big stuff too. It's not uncommon to have someone open a tub box and fill it up and then just wheel it out of the store. The best one was when it went wrong. He opened a box cutter to cut the straps on another box to steal the tool inside and ended up practically cutting his finger off and bleeding out all over the store. Police were called. He was found in the next parking lot over and taken to the hospital. And that right there is the true story of how a five-finger discount nearly became a four-finger discount. <laughs> yeah. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. We're telling tales of five-finger discounts. When you witnessed uh, shoplifting, I maybe I'm naive. I ask myself that question every day now. Am I naive? Because I didn't think it really happened anymore. Uh, Lisa says, good morning. I used to work at Wholesale Club in Penticton. We once caught a guy who stashed an over $100 huge beef brisket in his jacket. His jacket? Uh, I thought that's what cargo pants were for. Somebody else says, I watched a guy steal a bike from Kingsway. There's a sport check upstairs. The guy rode the bike down the up escalator and right out the front door. Pretty bold move. Somebody else said, oh my God, I work at a big box liquor store. People shoplift all the time. It's insane, actually. We're constantly on the watch for it. Many people aren't even sneaky about it. They will look you right in the eye as they load stuff into their pack. I was at another one of these stores across town and a guy filled a basket with large bottles of spirits and just walked right out. Apparently, people will walk right out with whole cases slash boxes of liquor. People are bold and have zero shame. I can't even tell you how many lectures I've gotten from thieves about honor and respect. It's slowly chipping away at my soul. Uh, Yeah, it would after a while. And it makes you wonder too, how long will it be before every single liquor store just turns into just a small window in a wall and you walk up and you tell the person on the other side of that one inch thick plexiglass what you want and then they go get it from the back and slide it through the slot. And I know that those stores do exist in some places, but you know, with losses like what this person has explained, how, many, how long can an average liquor store stay in business if that's what's happening? It's nuts. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Telling stories about shoplifting. Five finger discounts, Bryce. <laughs> Just wearing that trench coat into the store. Mm-hmm. Walking away with something under that trench coat. Uh, let me ask the question again that you and I are asking ourselves every day. Are we naive? Are we? I've heard from all sorts of people who work in uh, liquor stores who said, oh, yes. Yeah, people just come in now. They make eye contact with you, grab some bottles, and just walk right back out again. That's why there are some liquor stores now around town where you have to, like, scan your uh, ID before you can even get inside. Yeah. Because it's so often that they're being robbed. Well, it's like I said a few minutes ago. There used to be, and I, I don't know if it's still there or not, when I was living in Saskatoon when I was going to broadcast college, there was a liquor store near the broadcasting school And it was one of those ones where you walked into just like a small little area. There was a window in the wall. 
You could see what they had in the back and you'd tell the person on the other side of the glass what you wanted. They'd bring it to you. And then once you paid, they'd slide it through the slot. How long is it before liquor stores have to go back to that model again? Probably not that long. Yeah. And I'm sure it's like that in some pl- uh, some places. Um, we've got somebody on the phone right now. You used to work in a liquor store. What do you do these days? I sell cannabis now. Oh, really? Yeah. Do you? Can I ask the question that you probably get asked all day long? Go ahead. Do you ever get free samples? Yes. I do, but they are not work samples. They're go home and smoke them samples. You don't, it's not like you're sitting around in the break room with everybody sampling all the wares. God, that'd be amazing. No, AGLC could come in at any moment and inspect. Yeah. Well, in our industry, you know, we get t-shirts. We We used to. We used to get t-shirts. We get concert tickets. We used to get concert tickets. Uh, What are the freebies now in this industry? Ooh. Every now and then, A&W will bring us breakfast. Did get a team burger last I did, week. Yeah. That was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I always like that, too, when we talk about the perks of people's jobs. That's always interesting, too. That's kind of how the cannabis stores work, is like how you mentioned the liquor ones. You tell them what you want, they go get it? They go get it. Yeah, a lot of it's all locked up. It's not like just baskets of, no. of Mary Jane? No, you don't get a little basket under your arm and go through and a little <laughs> this, a little that. I'll take four of those, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody said, this is from Nicole. When I was little, like around seven or eight, I'm 46 now, my mom managed a convenience store. She would put blankets on me and make me sit on a milk crate in the cooler so I could see down the candy aisle and then come out and point out the kids that I saw stealing candy. Ooh. Ooh so you were a snitch from an early age. Yeah, you know what happens to snitches. Oh, my God. Yeah. I was in a bulk barn yesterday. The temptation to just sample oh, I know. is through the... I almost had to leave. Uh, do they still have a bulk barn escort with you? I know during the height of the pandemic, you'd go in there and somebody would accompany you on your journey through the bulk barn. No, I was free as a bird. Oh, really? And that's what made the temptation. Oh, my God. Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast stay in the dumpster behind the building in the rail yard. Classy.